0: Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now, with Catherine Llewellyn. Hello and welcome to Truth and Transcendence, Episode 2. The Power of Choice. Why are you here and why am I here? Why your attraction to anything is important. What is it that calls you? And understanding the meaning of seemingly random paths to the here and now, which in this instance is you listening to this podcast. So why is your attraction to anything important? We're all attracted to different things. Those attractions are multifarious and varied and um, some some attractions we judge to be healthy attractions, others we judge to be not healthy or, or not sensible or not moral. But w- what attracts us to things is really rather crucial if we want to understand ourselves and if we want to focus and harness and utilise our energies and our capacities. A thought leader some years ago gave a really interesting comment. They said that there are three things that motivate people. They are love, power and accomplishment. Whether that's true or not, who knows, but let's explore that. So, Love. If you're motivated primarily by love, you're more likely to be attracted by warmth, affection, empathy, consideration, connection, perhaps authenticity. If power is is what motivates you, you're going to be attracted to that which is impressive, powerful, impactful, that seems to be giving you, you power and ability and resources to develop your own power. If accomplishment is what motivates you, then you uh, accomplishment and money going hand in hand, uh, then, then you're going to be more attracted to something that seems to be able to help you to be productive, to produce, to create, to deliver, to accomplish. So what is it that attracts you and and how does it attract you? And why is your attraction to anything important? Well, it's important for two reasons. The first reason is because when you're you're following what really draws you, you're more likely to activate and utilise your full capacities and your full potential. Because you're more engaged, you're more involved. That said, if you understand what attracts you as fully as possible, you can filter out the attractions that seem to be compelling, but are really just short-term gratification requirements. Or or really not about attraction, gen more genuinely, they're about getting away from something else. So if experience A looks like it's going to help ameliorate the pain or difficulty of experience B, you might feel attracted to experience A. Whereas in fact, experience A in an absolute sense may not be genuinely of very much interest to you. So if you're able to recognise Really, what attracts you as opposed to what seems to be a better option than that which you want to get away from. That brings you closer to an understanding of your true motivations and how you really are built in relationship to your, your, uh, what fulfills you and what really truly matters to you. The question, what is it that calls you? is a slightly different question. And, and this, this uh, term, being called, is something that people say when, usually when they're talking about some sort of mission or some sort of um, purpose, some sort of significant endeavour. Feeling called it often is something that resonates below the level of rational thought. So there's a, a, an intuitive or a, a felt sense that something is drawing you in a way that's compelling and that really that you want to follow, but you may not fully understand why that is. So looking at your life now, are you feeling called to something? Are you following a call is there a call that you're, that you're hearing but you're resisting or ignoring? D- or are you not feeling a call at all, but remembering and recalling when you felt a call and either followed it or didn't? And what happened as a result of that? This is an interesting one because this takes us back into the realm of, of the unknown and the realm of uh, risk and possible danger because feeling called often like i said happens below the level of rational thought so often it doesn't come prepackaged with a sensible guarantee that it's all going to work out if you if you follow the calling a bit like if you're dr- drawn to somebody and you've just got an absolutely strong sense you really want to be around that person and you, you just you just know it in your heart and and you just you just feel it. Let's say, but on paper it might look like that person is not suitable for you, or it might look like you don't have time to spend with them, or you've got something else going on, or for or you may there may be all sorts of reasons why responding to that call doesn't seem like a sensible idea, and yet within yourself you feel the call, you feel drawn, and it, and it feels true to you as opposed to feeling. Uh, grasping and needy and all of those other things. So these distinctions are really quite subtle. The distinctions between feeling called in a way that feels true and powerful and compelling and feeling attracted on, on the level of some kind of grasping desperate need for some sort of amelioration of discomfort, pain, loss or lack. And being able to distinguish between those is extraordinarily helpful because if you think about your your energy reserve, you have a certain amount of energy which gets replenished and used and replenished and used and replenished and used. And where you place your energy, you, you you can't put your energy everywhere all at once. So you have to choose where you put your energy if if you don't choose where to put your energy that choice will be choice will be made for you not necessarily by anyone in particular but that choice will be made because your energy will be used for something even if it's only used to sit on the sofa and choose what you're going to watch next on the remote as a default because that energy cannot just simply stay in you it wants to come out it wants to be utilized so, you choosing where you want to put your energy is uh, really a really important part of being a, a fully expressed person, and of course, vital if you want to be successful and accomplished and and uh, be helpful to other people. So, really, your your choices are going to be made as a as a result of what what calls you, what what attracts you, what matters to you. What what your values are, what you believe in, all of these things are going to go towards you making your choices. So, looking at what attracts you, and why that attracts you, and how it attracts you, and how it feels, is terribly important. Now, in order to do this, for for some of us, we have to actually stop um, censoring. Our attraction, which is a really challenging thing to do sometimes, as we've learned to socialise as we go through life, we will have learned to not follow certain attractions. I think this is obvious, you know. Don't don't hit other people. Don't don't s- steal other people's stuff. Um, don't have indiscriminate sex. Don't overeat. You know, all all of these things that we might feel attracted, possibly might feel attracted to doing some of them. We learn not to do all of those things as a habitual thing because it's not it's not good for us to do them. In some cases, we learn not to do them because we're told it's uh, immoral to do them. Let's put morality to one side for a moment. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, what draws us, what attracts us, and making our choices, hence the power of choice, taking our own power of making our choices. And we we can't take our own power in relation to our choices if we're not fully aware of what attracts us, how it attracts us, and how that feels. So in order to really investigate that, we have to allow the full force of our attractions to be felt in us not by necessarily following those attractions in fact i would say perhaps even suspending the following of attractions temporarily while we investigate this just to be sure and allowing those attractions to to flood through us in in feeling form because that way we can really get a full sense of the scale of those attractions as they exist authentically within us. No matter, to, no matter to what extent we have perhaps shoved some of them down, or put them behind a door, or in a box, or uh, limited their hold upon us. Now, this might feel like a bit of a risky thing to do, but I'm going to say to you, if you're if you're a, 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 a full-grown adult, and you are a successful person, you're accomplished you have um, relationships that work, you've got a project that works, you've got a business that works, you're going to be fine. You're going to be absolutely safe. You can open yourself up to feeling these attractions perhaps a bit more vividly than you normally permit temporarily in the, in the spirit of scientific research. So you're, you're researching this in order to discover what's going on. Now you, when you do this, you might be surprised to learn that uh, suppressing our attractions takes an enormous amount of energy, and when we don't suppress our attractions, by that I mean we don't suppress feeling our attractions i'm not talking about i 'm um, not talking about inhibiting our action in response to attractions i 'm talking about the degree to which we expre- experience our attractions when we stop. Uh, when we stop trying to squash our experience of our attractions, we release a tremendous amount of energy. And when we release a tremendous amount of energy, that actually helps us to make choices and carry out those choices, obviously speaking. What that also does, the interesting thing as well, is when we suppress certain attractions... We give power to those attractions, which means they actually get more powerful within us, even if we're not acting on them. But if we allow ourselves to experience those, it might be very difficult and scary to begin with. We might be terrified that they're going to take hold and force us to do things that we don't want to do. But if we can just stay with it for a little while, those attractions will begin to lose their potency. So then you'll be in a position where it's a bit like looking at a mixing deck Multiple things draw you and attract you and you'll be able to kind of turn the volume down on the ones that you really don't want to follow, not by suppressing the feeling, but by recognising, experiencing and allowing the feeling to take place and not acting on it. And then the potency and the charge of that feeling starts to mellow down and reduce and soften and become not an issue, that then doesn't require a lot of energy to keep in check. So it's a way of creating more self-mastery by, if you like, letting go of control a little bit within yourself temporarily in order to become more familiar with what those attractions are doing within you. And actually, when you do that, that, that helps to tune your Your listening ability to that which calls you, because that which calls you, and if we're using that term to talk about a higher calling of some kind, that which calls you has a clear, pure voice to it, which is much more easily heard when we're not suppressing ourselves, when we're in more of a relaxed, open space. We can hear that call much more, much more clearly and more readily. And we have more energy to be able to respond to it. And we're freer. It's a bit like when we're fully rested, it's easier for us to cope with making decisions and dealing with problems. Because we have more energy and because we're more balanced, we're better balanced. We're not in a a stressed state. We're in an even state of equanimity so that's when it gets very interesting that that what is it that calls you now i i don't know whether anybody goes through life never feeling called i i i think i have felt called to one thing or another multiple times in my life i haven't always followed sometimes i've argued against the call for quite some period of time um there was one example in the in the 70s when some friends of mine went away and did one of these, um, enlightenment intensive weekends and they came back and they were, they were transformed. They were, you know, they were, um, energized, fresh, they had clear eyes. They were getting things done. They were making bold decisions. They were, you know, I, I was fascinated what on earth happened. And they said, well, we did this weekend and you should do it, Catherine. You'd love it. And I said, oh, that's very, very interesting. I, I, I think I can do that on my own. I can do that on my own. And they went. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't think you can. And they argued with me for about three months. Um, about I kept saying, you know, I can do what you've done on my own by myself. I'm an intelligent individual person. I can do it by myself. And I kept arguing with them. And in the end, they just stopped talking about it. I didn't know what had happened. I found out later they'd had a little chat amongst themselves, and they said, you know, Catherine's just being a complete nuisance about this. Let's just stop talking to her about it, leave her alone, and then see what happens. And uh and I, of course, I was bereft because I was really enjoying these arguments. I was loving the attention. So I, I left it another couple of weeks and then I noticed I, I wasn't actually doing anything on my own. that Anywhere near remotely resembled what they'd obviously accomplished on this weekend. So I secretly rang up the people who organized these weekends and booked myself on and didn't tell anybody and, uh, and went and did it. But the point with that is that I felt called. And then I argued about it for about three months, wasted everybody's time and finally followed the call and went and did it. And the hilarious thing was when I came out at the end of the weekend, there was a kind of a celebration and all my friends were standing there waiting. (laughs) And bless them, they didn't laugh at me. So uh, that just, you know, that's just an example of not following the call. And I'm very glad I did follow the call because it turned out to be quite a very useful weekend for me. But, uh, you know, since then, I have tried to follow the call when it's when it's been there. Uh, But like I say, I haven't always done so. But being able to hear what it is that calls you is the first step. And that then puts you in a position to to choose to follow it or not. And, And now I come on to this point of understanding the meaning of seemingly random paths to the here and now, which in this case is listening to this podcast. So if you consider that it's all your choices that you've ever made in your life have brought you to this moment right now, listening to this episode on the power of choice. Can, can you see any choices that you've made in your life that have contributed to you being here in this moment. So it could it could be anything. It could be you. Deci- you decided to take on a project that involved quite a lot of driving, and so you listened to a lot of podcasts, and therefore it, there was a chance you would end up listening to this one. Or is there something about some sort of spiritual experience you had at some point? And the, the title Truth and Transcendence leapt out at you and you thought you'd give it a go. Or are you someone who's drawn to the colour scheme on the podcast cover? That beautiful blue and that lovely rich yellow. Is there something about those colours that, that drew you and made you think, I'll give that one a go? Or, or is there someone you know who suggested you listen to this? Or someone you work with? or something you heard about? And why did you respond? What is it about you that had you respond? And how is it that that thing about you is the way that it is now? Have you always been like that? If it's curiosity, have you always been curious? If it's an interest in truth, have you always been interested in truth? Or have you had experiences and have you made choices that that really deepened and strengthened your connection to truth? Did you listen to the trailer and, and, and did the trailer inspire you in some way? Are you, like me, really interested in what can we do to try to transform and transcend our situation at the moment? Are you a leader who, who is altruistic and, and wants to contribute and wants to help other people think for themselves? And how did you get that way? What choices do you, did you make to get there? so the power of choice is illustrated all the way through your life and illustrated by you landing here and i'm delighted that you're here and i'm delighted that you've been making you've made the choices that you've made and that you will make more choices because your choices are yours and that's that's how you decide where to place your energy where you can get the best return, practically intangibly, but also where you can make the greatest contribution. So thank you for listening. And today I've got another little gift for you. If you'd like to watch uh, a 60-minute video about why people choose to develop their self-mastery and elevate their lives, and how we go about doing that, so that's why people choose to develop their self mastery and elevate their lives and go to the next level, whatever that may be for them, and how we go about doing that. You can go to yesyounow dot today slash self mastery, all one word. So that's yesunow, yesyounow y e s y o u n o w dot today t o d a y slash self-mastery, S-E-L-F-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Have a great week and enjoy. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesunow.today.com